I guess I was pretty horny. What's in the bag? A shark or something? Oh, no, not the beast! God damn it! How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? I'm a vampire. Kill me. Fucking files! Have you ever been dragged to the sidewalk and beaten to you? Pissed! Blood! That's our boy Nicholas Cage. What are these fucking iguanas doing on my coffee table? I'm starting to write down the things that I can't stand that I do <laughs> so that I can apologize the next week. Do you want to hear something great? Yeah. I hit record. Did you? Yeah. So everyone knows my insecurities? <laughs> yes. Good. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess um, you introduce us and then and then I'll apologize. Well, hello. Hi. Welcome to our show. It's called Gone in 60 Seconds. It is. And I'm your host, Asia. And I'm Marta. And we did a really good introduction this time. I know. I'm happy it's, for us. I think the secret is don't tell me we're recording, so I'm not like, is it, is it recording? Are we going now? Is it, can I talk? <laughs> I give you permission to talk. Oh, good. I like that better. I need permission to talk, because otherwise I just won't stop. Um, Can't stop, won't stop. I was, yeah, I was going to. I was framed, <laughs> but I'm glad you did. Um, hello. <laughs> Welcome to my show. <laughs> <laughs> so before before we begin talking about the stuff I want to uh, for those of you who welcome back thanks for um, being consistent because I have no one who's consistent in my life no, so <laughs> I've decided that I'm going to also use this podcast as therapy so <laughs> so I had this dream no um so, <laughs> so so I realized that in the last episode after listening that I say the phrase um it plays on the idea of I said it like seven times please homage please homage on <laughs> but um I realized I like in the same sentence even at one point I was like it kind of plays on the idea that birdie is you know and it plays on the idea of like and I was like oh my god Marta well, that, Jean that's me like when we were talking about Rumblefish. I'm like it's kind of like a coming of age story so it's it's about like it's your coming of age <laughs> yeah yeah but we made it funny I just sounded like a jackass oh and plus I edited like three of those out but, yeah <laughs> No, so I apologize for that. Um, and I just want to, like, do, like, a blanket apology, too, like, for anyone who can't stand my voice <laughs> and, just, <laughs> and just any ignorant shit that comes out of my mouth. Like, we're usually sleepy. We try our best. Oh, yeah, no. But I just want everyone to know that, like, we are not professionals. No, I literally don't know what I'm doing. I come here from work, and I'm just like, all right, I'm not ready for this at all, but we have to record it, or I won't have time to edit it by Friday. Exactly. Like, we we started, and we're like, we're not going to, like, make it so that we're scrambling every week. And then here we are, only six episodes in. We're fucking scrambling. We're scrambling. Last week was already, like... It was a scramble, and it turned out pretty good. And so I'm glad that our scrambling is still, like, enjoyable. I still got it from middle school, working well under pressure. I, I... only procrastinate i want to be i don't want to produce something where i'm not crying at midnight in my mom's arms being like (laughs) why can't my project be done she's like well maybe if you just took a fucking nap (laughs) maybe you did it right if you did it and you weren't up and you're like being emotional because you're tired i'm like that doesn't that doesn't correlate (laughs) (laughs) does not compute (laughs) (laughs) exactly all right well what episode are we doing this week asia this week we're talking about boy in blue (laughs) 1986 so we lied he did take a break i was gonna say i i have a bigger apology (laughs) um i said it to asia last night right before we watched it as i was like i made a massive mistake because i actually spent this weekend restructuring all of his stuff by release date so also quick side note is whenever we do the release date i'm what i've decided to go off of is what the actual like 
U.S. release date. So not like, oh, it premiered in a film in New York at this date. Like, I'm going by the U.S. one. However, this movie came out in Canada. So, <laughs> so fuck that. So fuck that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be this one and then the... There's like a weird performance piece, right? Yeah. That's, well, there's a couple... There's actually a couple of them that technically... Like, Time to Kill really only premiered in Italy. It didn't really come out in the United States. Yeah, and it's a, well, it's an Italian director. That and makes everything. sense. So some of them are a little different, and I'll, like, explain that. But this one, so I was wrong. He potentially hadn't missed a movie a year since the year 1981, except for, two, not, well, I was going to say 2000. Um, <laughs> Shit. Anyways, um, except for 1985. He took a break. Probably to get swole for this fucking movie. Okay, true, though. And to deal with his teeth. But but they were still bad. I know. But it probably hurt. He was probably in pain and needed the swelling to go down yeah. from Birdie. You but look lean. Your face got to look lean, too. <laughs> this one, so this one released January 17th, 1986, whereas Birdie came out December 21st, 1984. So it was almost an entire year. How did he do that to us? <sighs> I wasn't born yet, but I'm still pissed. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where to go from that. Um, tell me, tell me what you found. Okay, I mean, uh, I think some of it actually would help if you read the synopsis first. Okay. But before that, I will say that obviously this stars Nick Cage. It also stars David Naughton, who starred in um, An American Werewolf in London a couple oh. of years prior to this. He's Which like, character is that? He's David in An American Werewolf in London. I don't remember that movie well enough to remember names. So he is the man who lives. I actually don't. Now that you're saying this, I'm like, I don't think I've seen this movie. Oh, well, <laughs> well, we'll watch it. That sounds great. No, yeah. Someone it's survives. I won't spoil I love it for a good you. survival. <laughs> he um, does live. He does turn into a werewolf in London. But which character in this is it? He, is it his friend? Yes, it is. The, with the mustache? The, the mustache man. Oh, he's cute. And okay. then Chris Plummer. Oh, God, I love Christopher Chris Plummer. Chris Plummer is a rich slash evil man. Asia's really good at doing a Christopher Plummer type voice. Oh, yes. Transatlantic. <laughs> Transatlantic. <laughs> so, Amada, how's your sex life? <laughs> oh, non existent. Oh, sorry. Me it's too. Okay. <laughs> this is why we do this. And then the the female lead, but not really lead because she kind of sucks and is not there for a majority of the movie, is Cynthia Dale. She's cutie, though. Who, she's in, apparently, she's in Moonstruck as some friend of. Oh, we'll keep an eye out Cher. for her. I don't know. Okay. And she was in the original My Bloody Valentine. Lit. So another Canadian movie. I only saw the Jensen Ackle one, so. That's the one that matters. Exactly. Supernatural for it. 3D. Um, so, Boy in Blue, 1986. Uh, the synopsis on the back of the DVD, which is hard to focus on because it's a picture of Nick Cage with his shirt off. Um, um, okay. In this entertaining turn-of-the-century drama based on real-life story, Nicolas Cage stars as Ned Hanlon, a juvenile who becomes a world-class rower. Seeing in Hanlon a chance to make some fast cash, Bill, David Naughton, a gambler, has Hanlon trained as a sculler and begins to promote him on the racing circuit. Eventually, Hanlon's ability grows, and so does his fame. But success comes at a price when Hanlon falls prey to a ruthless businessman. Christopher Plummer. Through it all, Hanlon becomes a world champion, garners awards on three continents, and becomes the first to successfully utilize the, quote, sliding seat. So first of all, um, I had to Google what being a scholar was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, it's kind of a big deal. It's just, it's just, it, 
you're you're a rower and <laughs> i literally wrote he's a scholar aka someone who rows a boat really fast <laughs> <laughs> i i remember when i looked it up i was like oh like the Winklevoss twins in Social <laughs> yeah. Network. Got it. It's like some Harvard like elite type shit. It's, that, like, so, it's super cultured, actually. Yeah. It's actually I did. It's so cool. Part of my research was yeah, tell me. they've been it. they've been doing scolding since like ancient Egyptian times. Oh no shit. So it's a super cultured sport, and uh, apparently Ned Hanlon was the best at some point. We don't see that. He's pretty, like, okay in this one. Well, because this is kind of, like, his, like, his, origin story. His origin, origin to Ned Hamlin. <laughs> so, totally, it's it's a totally real story. Um, obviously, fictionalized by Nick Cage. Mm-hmm. He had a mustache in real life. I'm fucking mad about that. I could have done with some stash on here. Some some stash on Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Nick on stash. Nick on stash. But um, I wanted to ask you first, what year do you think this took place in? Well, I know now. When? 1936. No. They lied? That's not a real... No. It's... So the movie takes place in 1936. No. FYI. None of... Are you Are that's you sure? That's what it said. Yeah. Well, that's a lie because he started rowing professionally in 1874. Yeah. So this is wrong. Yeah. That's completely wrong. I'm pretty sure he like died before 1936. Definitely. Because he was only like 52 when he died and he died of pneumonia. <laughs> Maybe if you weren't rowing so much. <laughs> they were like, hey, stop rowing in the rain. <laughs> I gotta get better, Mom. I gotta I gotta get better, Mom. But <laughs> Ned. But um What yeah. the fuck? You said eighteen what? Eighteen seventy four is when he started. He was nineteen. Yeah, this movie definitely took place in the thirties. That's bad. Like, there's no way that that was the eighteen hundreds. I yeah, I've, I don't know. I don't know anything. I mean they they clearly like made a decision to do that, but like that didn't look like the 1800s it's like, to you, did it? Let's make a period piece, but it's a it's a period set in a different period. Well, I mean, they were probably like, I mean, this poor Canadian director was like, I don't have the budget for that. No, I actually, <laughs> I actually did read the director Charles Jarrett is um he usually does TV movies or TV series oh. directing. So, so that's why it was like subpar. Looking back on it, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it runs like a TV movie. It does. Um, oh shit, yeah. So it's like okay, it's not yeah. like bad, but it's definitely like ah, oh, my grandma's watching it. <laughs> yeah, um, it's not like riveting, but the outfits and Nick is fun enough to look at. Yeah, definitely. So it's not it's not one of the worst ones we've seen so far. No, and I mean like honestly, the more I researched Ned Hanlon, it is kind of interesting because he was like the world schooling champion for five years. Which he raced in 300 races and lost six. What? Yeah. I've never been that good at anything. No, I'm not good at shit. I've never been. In fact, I would say if I if I raced 300 races, I would win six. Yeah, I was good. Yeah, I was gonna maybe. say maybe. Yeah, maybe. But a side note: none of those races were in Canada. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> well, because they were in America, right? They're. In I mean, movie? worldwide, they were never in Canada. Because he was the world sculling champion, not just the national one, the right. international champion. And no, he did no races of those in Canada. Now I'm so confused. Okay. He is Canadian. Right. He was also only 5'8". My brother is like 5'8". He was small when he had a mustache, so we relied to. He also eventually had two sons and six daughters. Oh, What? fucking fertile am i right why wait what what do you know when the boys were 
born? Like in what lineup they are? I have no idea. That's important back then. I, I I'd be remember. pissed if I had six daughters. Who's the heir? And I'm like, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, y'all can die now and I don't care. Um, well, all that I have, is that all, is that all for your facts? Yeah, those are all my facts. I think, um, what was funny is we sat down to watch this movie and before I could hit play, Asia goes, so we can agree that this is his peak attractiveness, right? And I was like, no, I disagree. I think Birdie is hotter. <sighs> the second the movie started, I was like, oh, you're right. <laughs> okay, because, all right, so in Birdie. I can break this down. Yeah. No, okay, okay, so. They're both supposed to be about the same age, right? Birdie yeah. is supposed to be like a teen, and then Ned is supposed to, or not Birdie, Al is supposed Al. to be like a teen. Yeah. And then Ned is also supposed to be like 19. So they're between like, give or take like two to five years. Right. He's ripped in this. Like oh my he's God. fucking jacked. And this they shaved his, his yes. chest and they put <gasps> olive oil on him. So much of the scenes he's covered in oil. And, and so I think in that way he's like, sexy like if you're gonna call nick cage sexy in any capacity he's sexy in this movie yeah birdie endearing and adorable oh well i think okay so for me he's like, like boy he's next door still, hot he is a boy next door hot but he's still like ja- i mean nick is jacked throughout his career at this point but his peak like sculptured body like there's literally a quote that i have that somebody says about him they go oh like a moving sculpture isn't he and because he's just sitting there rowing like slowly (laughs) he really is though i was like yeah he is like a greek god in this like body wise but his face is pretty cute too the reason i liked him better in birdie is because i liked the rugged skinny buff but with like the long flowing hair whereas in this one his hair's shorter and he's got the little cute part because he's like a good old lad but you can also start to tell the hair is thinning yeah, Asia pointed out, she's like, this is where we see the receding hairline begins. And he's 22 years old oh, during baby. this film. He is so young. He's so jacked and so oily. And it's beginning of the end, really. It is the beginning <laughs> of the end. Well, he's only got a couple years left because there's only three movies after this where he's hot. And then and then we hit Vampire's Kiss, and, and then it's just not. Well, I would even say, okay, oh, all right. National Treasure, though. I want to say something <laughs> about Vampire's Kiss, but can I say it? Yeah. Okay, so just a spoiler alert slash preview of Vampire's Kiss in like three weeks. It's basically like if someone made a parody movie for oh, American yeah. Psycho. I think you should save that and put it in that one. Okay. Because we can't talk that much about well, it. Basically what I'm trying to say is I think that Vampire Kiss, he's still pretty attractive. His acting is awful. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. I love it so much. It's, it's bad good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like... It's where the memes come from. B-horror kind of totally good. It is where a lot of the memes come from. Peggy Sue got married next week, though. He looks like shit. It's so... And where did the voice come from? <laughs> this is where his we, voice we acting career get, begins. We will get to it. I'm we sorry. We're, to we're it. jumping too far But ahead. basically, Nick Cage, his body is so insane in this movie that it's... And I'm so grateful that his shirt is off for majority of it. It's what saves the movie. Yeah. Well, because there's even parts where he's just like, hey, and he'll like rip his shirt off. And you're like, oh, yeah, okay. It's like he uses it as a power move he towards does. the end of the movie. Because he knows that he's like, hey, I'm jacked. I'm hot. It's like and Maggie. I'm like the best. <laughs> Maggie. So basically, he's a scholar. We start the film and he's like racing in a rowboat. And it's it's super fun. It's cute. They're all cheering. No, it's like camaraderie style. Yeah. Like his opponent is like, ah, you got me. Yeah. They're like, oh, I'll see you next week. Like, <laughs> But um. 
And then we quickly discover that he, so not only is he like clearly like the best rower in town, but he's also a bootlegger by night. And that's how he gets so good is because he's got to fucking run from the police because he bootlegs alcohol to and from America into Canada or vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was one of the other, and which is also still like fun and hokey. No, that's hilarious. Yeah. Because then all these, all these cops are hiding in bushes with fucking torches. It's like, it's literally like the fucking cops and a priest. (laughs) (laughs) The priest is like, sinner. He drinks the devil's water and fornicates outside of marriage. (laughs) And he's like, so what? He like cuts the rope and rows away. And then they don't even like come after him. No, they're like, fuck, he's on water. He's up. But um, the next note that I wrote after he's also a bootlegger is his outfits are so fly in this whole movie. Biggest body ever. (laughs) But it's true. Oh, my God. They have him in the cutest fucking outfits. It's like velvety like pinstripe suits like that are all like plaid. brown and lots like of good textures good texture great textures in this movie very good what happens next asia well he hides with his alcohol and yes. his woman in the boathouse oh my god because the thing about the race at the beginning is that's where the guy that picks him up sees him rowing oh so the next morning when the police finally do come knocking at his door and the priest he's like boning some girl right off the bat which asia pointed out she's like is he having sex in every movie thus far i think he might be he does in valley girl because he fucks the girl in the bathroom yeah uh rumblefish there's the slippery orgy scene yep uh racing with the moon oh he has sex but we don't see it yeah he definitely has sex he impregnates someone exactly um we don't see it in con club oh shit but he's married to Ferris Bueller's sister. Oh, yeah. So he fucked he her. He definitely. Um, <laughs> we're, we're like going by like, he probably did. He probably did it. And then in Birdie, we definitely see it. And then this one is probably the most ridiculous. Fun, it's fun. fun. Yeah. Because she's got, you know, she's like a little wench. She's got like her. She's got her petticoat. Her petticoat and her, her brassiers out. Oh, and man. So, Pantaloons. Uh, yeah, they break in and he has to jump out of the boathouse into the water where there's literally off like a balcony, right? Off, yeah, off a balcony of his boathouse into the water. And this guy's just sitting there waiting for him like, get my boat. Let's make it make our way to the steamboat. Oh, my God. Oldest steamboat in Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when he's like, hey, I saw you rowing. Like, I organized all this. We're on the steamboat to America now and you're going to row for me. Oh, Okay. Because the yeah, it's kind of like weirdly sets it into motion. No, I I like forgot about how they got together. It's like a silly coincidental thing. It's so cute. Now that you mention the whole TV thing, I'm like, it's so cute, and like, I feel like there should always be like adorable, hilarious music playing. Well, which there is. There's a freeze frame at the end too, which we were hoping for. We were like, we were like chanting it. We were like freeze frame, freeze frame, freeze frame, (laughs) and then they did. We were like, ah, like both of us like freeze frame. We fucking yelled like we were at a sports game. (laughs) (laughs) And like, and like one of the scenes, like towards the end of the movie, one of the scenes of like the big race is the fucking music is totally Flash Gordon. Like it's Flash. Ah. And so Asia and I were singing that, but it was the music of like din. Dun, dun. it was so good there we was so like, much whoa synth they totally ripped off of this because it was definitely after the show yeah but so it, it essentially just like spirals into the whole storyline of um you know he just starts racing and starts he's it's sculling. like it's like the pretty common underdog story of like i'm from canada and i'm lower middle class and like i just do this for fun but now i'm doing it professionally yeah and his whole his whole angle is that 
he is the underdog so the guy that takes him under his wing or whatever can be like i can bet on you and make hell of money yeah so they're like we're still gonna be crooks yeah while doing this but it's also adorable because then it's it is kind of like he's the underdog from the other side of the tracks but he's the most talented so therefore he gets in fights whereas this is like a proper sport oh yeah no this like i said it earlier it's like super cultural and mm-hmm. like high i almost said high maintenance for some reason this I mean, is super it's, high maintenance sport. <laughs> but it is, it's high class yeah it's classy and it's like it's bad and bougie and so like it is it's the same people who bet at the kentucky derby with the big hats totally are betting on sculling at like harvard and all that shit yeah yeah and so he's mixed in with this crowd of people that he does not belong with and so he's getting in fights so therefore we discovered that this movie has a lot to do with Valley Girl. It's very similar. It's super similar. Because then the girl. Yeah, of course he leaves his, his floozy gal at the beginning for a high class lady, Maggie. Yes. And uh, Margaret. A Margaret. And of course she doesn't go for it initially because she's a high class fancy lady. She's like, no, no. How dare you assume? <laughs> well, because like there's this one scene where he's like, He's trying to win her over. He's, like, clearly into her. She's Christopher Plummer's niece. Yes. And um, and Christopher Plummer takes an interest in him because his friend Bill, which is the the mustachy dude who's like, oh, let's race for me. Like, we can yeah. do this, blah, blah, blah. Bill, take, he's like, oh, there's this guy, Knox. His name's Knox. Knox. Um, so he's like, oh, Knox is, like, interested in, like, you as well and so then Knox is like I'm gonna be your manager and Bill's like I'm his manager and he goes yeah okay (laughs) so they all start working together like as a team to like perfect him and he's like getting you know he's basically like backed by like one of the big businessmen in um America at this point or America yeah they're in America um so his niece is there all the time and she's the cutest damsel and what did you say you were like it's like if emma watson was born well now in the 1800s what the yeah. fuck no it's like she she does totally remind me of like hermione granger yeah but like hermione not not emma watson but hermione granger if she, hermione granger was alive in like 1880 yeah and was like well i mean she's already hot but there's yeah there's a scene where he like he clearly falls in love with her and he like they're playing croquet and he punches her like friend in the face who we later find out is her fiance um so he like drags her through makes a huge scene in the middle of this like day party when they're playing croquet and he finally is like yelling at her and she's like why are you yelling at me and they're like yelling at each other and he's like because i like you and blah 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 and like all this shit and he kisses her like so passionately and of course she's like i'll tell you and then she like is so into it but then she slaps the shit out of him and she fucking hit him oh my god and he took it like a champ like he nick cage definitely was like no i want her to hit me for real dude because that made a fucking slap that slapped hard and he was like it was like super hot though because his face didn't even move he was like holding it he was like damn okay i was like and then she's like and then she's like escort him out and if he calls for me i'm not home and then like leaves So he's like, I made a mark. <laughs> I made an impression on her. I made an impression. I don't know, guys. I think I made an impression on her. But it's just funny because, like, they're from two different worlds, which is Debbie and fucking, what's his name? In, what's his name in Valley Girl? Randy. Randy. <laughs> Deb and Rand. Yeah. Oh, wait, her name's not Deb. Julie. Oh, her real name is. Randy and Julie. Ra- oh, yes, yes, yes. It's Romeo, it's Romeo and Julia. Julia. Uh-huh. Um, so basically, the to finish off my thought, I was just. In Valley Girl, he's kind of like this piece of shit, like slummy punk dude from the other side of the tracks. He's the other side of the hill. And <laughs> and then she's like 
preppy and like popular and like rich and it's kind of like the same idea in this one where it's like definitely same dynamics same dynamic and the same kind of but he fights a little bit more for this one. Oh, for sure like in valley girl i feel like randy spends a lot of time being mopey and then they have like the fun montage Mm -hmm. i feel like this movie is the same level of silly but it's kind of more old school i guess yeah I don't know. It, well, it's not as, like, hokey. Oh, yeah. That's a good way to put it. It's definitely more, Well, because like, this one's based on a real story. That one's definitely not. That I mean, that helps, definitely. Yeah. What do you mean? Valley Girl's a tale as old as time. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet were not real people. Hey. Were they? I, I hope not. Okay. <laughs> I got I got scared because my friend the other day... I'm, I won't name names to upset you, but my friend the other <laughs> my day... My friend redacted. <laughs> redacted. <laughs> literally was like no 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 bonnie and clyde are just like a pop culture reference i was like whoa whoa, oh, whoa. oh no <laughs> asia put her hood up <laughs> she was so disturbed by that she was like whoa uh, no whoa. i'm inside the hood now <laughs> you're wrong i do i want to um i want to say something because i sound like an idiot for like seven minutes earlier in this so this movie takes place in 1887, yeah. not 1936. <laughs> no. I don't know where I read that. And I realized when I was so convinced being like, oh, this is 100% 1936. They're riding in fucking horse-drawn carriages. And I was like, no, it's 1936. Oh, fuck. Like, that's definitely the 19th century. So I also Googled, when is the 19th century? Oh, gee. So for those of you who don't know, it's from the year 1801 to the year 1900. Oh, yeah. So this takes place in the late 19th century, which I originally read, but then Googled what specifically it was in 1936. And I was like, that sounds right. Yeah, no, it's confusing. 19th century is 1800s etc that's like how the 20 we're in the 21st century right I know. now and i'm like but that doesn't make sense it's okay knowledge sorry i need to pull my notes i'm lost so you can continue it sounds like there's water running in your ceiling <laughs> <laughs> i'm so scared that there is but i think the popcorn ceiling holds in all the moisture so if we poked it Oh, gosh, no. Oh, gosh, no. (laughs) Um, I don't know where any of this is going to fit in, but I want to keep it somehow. No, it's good. We're just tired. It's 11.23 in the p.m., and I'm fucking tired. It's tired, and this movie was subpar, so I don't want to talk about it too much. (laughs) No, let's wrap it up. Okay. So, basically, all we've covered so far is he's fighting for this girl, and when she, you know, rejects him, of course... Favorite part of Nick comes out. Oh, love. Nick's drunk. And he's in the barn, curled up around a fucking liquor bottle. <laughs> I, I didn't remember which part you were talking about until you mentioned that. But this next part's great. <laughs> well, he it's funny because he doesn't... <laughs> He doesn't get, like, drunk and scream or anything like he normally does, but he gets drunk and he has a race the next day. So his manager's like, bro, like, Bill's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, you have to race today. But not only that, so the the secret side story that Nick Cage doesn't know is that they rigged the race. Oh, yes. Because that's where the comedy comes in. Because he starts going to this race. And he's like mopey and heartbroken and, and extremely drunk and hung- hungover. Yeah. But he's like still drunk. Like it's like halfway through the day. So he's like hungover, but like still drunk and just getting sick. Yeah, no, it looks like he's gonna about to upchuck. 
and chanda he <laughs> he's rowing super fucking slow <laughs> and does he fall into the water no, no i don't think he i don't think he does it this one what happens is he's rowing and he's just like oh and every row you see you're like oh like, it's he's about to lose it yeah and everyone around him like he puts his arm he just gives up and puts his arms around his stomach and like curls up and everyone around him does the same thing because it's rigged because they like have to let him win and i think they end up calling like a draw or something because you have the announcer who's like somebody bro yeah please they're all, they're all floating and they're all like oh, oh. And they're like a bunch of ducks in the water it's so fucking cute and then they carry him out on a stretcher and he's like it's oh. not a stretcher it's a wooden it's, plank. It's a wooden plank, and he's laying. And as he's being carried around, he makes eye contact with Margaret. Margaret. And he just <laughs> throws out his arm and is like, ha, oh, like reaches for oh. her. And then, like, passes back out, and they, like, take him away. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It is. So so we get excited to see, you know, Drunk Cage because he's drunk in every movie. He has sex in every movie, and he's drunk in every movie. True. Always, always drunk, thrown a fit. But would you – so would you count that as the – as the meltdown moment or would no. you do the later one which i'm thinking for me the one that comes to mind uh-huh. and then i want to know which one you're talking about is um when he chases after the carriage no that's exactly okay. what i'm talking okay. about <laughs> that <laughs> Why one is you describe that scene does well okay wait before we get to that oh, i'm sorry I'm so basically ahead. that that race gets rigged uh-huh. and you know they're like what the fuck he's got he's got to race at the next one and like because that one was a bun- against a bunch of people. But then after that, doesn't he like fall out of the race? And then they're like, well, oh, a bunch of a bunch of weird stuff happens. Like his friend Bill ends up marrying the bluesy girl from the beginning. Yeah. Nick's and, ex-girlfriend. And stops being his manager. Yeah. And then he's like under Knox. And then he does something that gets him kicked out. Yeah. I was going to say exiled. <laughs> exiled from American rowing Death competition. by exile. <laughs> What is he? What is he? I can't remember what he does to get kicked out. I, I want to say he was fighting again. But who did he punch this time? The wrong guy, apparently. He gets drunk and he biffs the race. The race is rigged, but he's so hungover. So then, right after that, he chooses to officially sign with her uncle. So he hadn't been signed at that point. And then. He oh, and then he starts training with this Brit Scottish Irishman. I couldn't figure out his accent. Oh shit! Yeah, because there's like a bunch of weird underlying like training stuff. Like it almost has like a rocky feel it to does. it. But it's also there's like a weird technical aspect to his boat and everything where he's like he's using the sliding seat, but that's not oh. even really like emphasized all that much. It's, I mean, it is in a sense of like they find this boat. And the, the old man who made it. And that's like how they're like, oh, he's going to start winning all these races. Because as we said, like the Ned Hanlon, like he was the first person to use the sliding seat. So when the idea is when you're rowing, your seat is on wheels and it slides. So it gives you more motion. So you're supposed to like be able to cover more distance. Yeah, like a, more like a traditional like row machine almost. Exa- exactly. Yeah. And um, so... When he when he has that, he's like, well, I don't need to be amazing because I have this fucking thing. And then that dude who built it. Or, no, no, no. It's not that guy. It's a different guy. Um, oh. The trainer, the Irish Brit, whatever the fuck he is. Who, Scottish. I, I think he was Irish. He's like drinking a flask the whole time while they're doing all their like Rocky scene. And he's like, yo, like he's like, just because you have this thing, everyone's going to have it eventually. Yeah. And like you need to 
be you need to still be better than them mm-hmm. so then that's when he's like turned into a sculpture and he is like a racing boy but then i but then he does something to what is he i'm just gonna look it up oh it's the du- it's the dude the australian that he's like up against oh for the world championship shit yes yes well no because it's not the world championship yet it's just he is the champion. He's the champion. Gotcha. And um and they're racing because because he gets kicked out for rowing into his boat and knocks him off of his boat. Yeah, and he falls like into the water and everything. Yeah, and then they they are like, you can no longer race in America. In America, ever, ever, you fucker. And he oh yeah because they were he was like this is like ridiculous like we don't behave this way we are classy people and <laughs> then they're like you can never race again and Nick's like. For how long? He's, they're like, um, for fucking ever. <laughs> Dumb shit. We just said that. <laughs> and so, so he is like, I'm done racing. And then they find a loophole. And they're like, wait, but we can do the world championships. It's not in America. Yeah, no. It's in London, right? Is it? I can't remember where it oh was. Oh, my God. I don't know. It doesn't matter. We just It's all on the water, so it all looks the same to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're all coasts. Um, so then he's like gearing up to race. The same guy, but in the world championships. Okay. And um, right before that, he's like getting ready. He's like, I'm going to do this. And then he finds out that Margaret was a ploy. And he's like, but I love you. And like all this shit. He gets her a puppy. She's like, I got to go. Oh my God. That was the cutest dog. Yeah. It was like a little itty bitty baby. I don't know what it was. Like a golden retriever. It wasn't. It was something else. It was one of those that has like. The, the really curly ears that's in, like, Lady in the Tramp and shit. Maybe. But he gives her a puppy, and he's like, I love you. And she's like, oh, but I can't. I was just used to, like, entice you to, like, sign on with my uncle and all this shit. And he's like, oh, you're going to marry the blonde dude? Like, the lame guy? <laughs> so later in the movie, like, after he knows this, and he's, like, getting ready to gear up for the second, you know, his comeback story. That's when the that's when the freak out happens. The freak out happens. And how does it happen? I don't even know how well, they get... he's working out in the yard and just sees them riding away okay. on a carriage. Yeah, okay, cuz I was like how does he get to the carriage? But he just and he sprints so fast. No, it was such a fast like he could do the like what is it? 200? 100? Yeah, in like seconds. Tra- track. He he can run a distance. A, a, a quite small distance or a long distance. Okay, you know what? <laughs> Because I said to him, I was like, whoa, he covered a lot of distance no, in a yeah. short amount of time. We're talking about like these people are in a carriage and two horses are driving the carriage. <laughs> They're pulling it. They're pulling it. They're driving. The <laughs> and they've got hats on. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, he but he sprints after them and manages to chase him down. And he like jumps onto the carriage window and he's like, Maggie, <laughs> he's like, I love you. And they like throw him off. Cause oh the guy the guy takes his cane is like eh, oh and, and like hits wax his knuckles yeah <laughs> hits him on the knuckles and he falls down and then I think Maggie's like no stop the horse like <laughs> she runs out and she runs up to him and he's like clearly like had had tumbled and she's like oh my god and the second he gets to her she rolls him over and he like looks at her like playing dead until she touches him. And she rolls him over and he's like, I love you. No, he says it so definitively, too. It's not like a plea. He's no. just like, I love you. And he's like covered in dirt. <laughs> and so then the boyfriend gets out and is like, Maggie, we don't have time. Like, fiance, I'm sorry. They're engaged. They are engaged. And he's like, he doesn't love you. I love you. And so they're like fighting and heated and it's like very passionate. And speaking of dirty, he's just like, 
we're of high class here. We don't need this type of tomfoolery. <laughs> and so his re- Nick's response to that is to rip his shirt off and wipe his face down and throw it. At, at a fiance. The, and there's like a really great whip pan. It like oh, follows yeah. the shirt like perfectly. Yeah. How, how many takes they do? I want to know. <laughs> that was the biggest question I had in the whole movie. How? Not what is going. <laughs> Who is Not Nick? what year does this take place? <laughs> Clearly I was like, no, 1936. <laughs> it's their bootlegging. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I am ignorant. Um, But he's, and that's, and that's when I think my favorite moment happens is... So he has his shirt off and he throws it at the fiance and clearly the fiance is like, oh my God. And you clearly don't bathe anymore. And he's like, yeah, okay, whatever. And like Maggie's like, and he's like, come on, Maggie, we're going. And she's like, oh, okay. Because she makes some comment earlier in the movie about how he looks or something about like they're making fun of his because the reason it's called the boy in blue is he's in this like baby blue suit so she makes fun of the baby blue suit and he's like well i'm a lot bigger with none none of this on or something yeah, like with that. my clothes off and she's yeah. like oh but she'd already seen him at that point because when he's working out and she sees the puppy oh yeah but he rips his but he ripped his shirt off and clearly she's just like enamored by it because we all are big power moves and um and he's like, Maggie, let's go. And they get in the car. And Nick's literally just like. In the car? <laughs> Sorry, in the carriage. <laughs> and Nick's literally just like walking with them as they're taking off. And he's like, I love you. And then she walks away and he's like, I love you. And Maggie, like, I love you. <laughs> it's just so funny. And um, and then he goes to the race, wins the race after somebody rigged his fucking what's it called his slider oh, no no no. it's uh where the oars are being held yeah like the it's, um the clasp on it is like loose and so his his oar starts to come undone but his good friend bill no longer a good friend for a little bit but he redeems their friendship by coming and giving him a monkey wrench he jumps into the water fully clothed to give him a monkey wrench because what happened is they wanted him to rig himself and lose the first race. Mm-hmm. But then one, the guy who built the boat for him was like, oh, I, w- I believe so much in you. I bet on you on this. And he's like, wait, what the fuck? No, dude, I have to lose this one. <laughs> so then he's like, fuck it, I'm winning. So then they try to sabotage him by ruining his chances. Gotcha. But then he redeems himself, like his friend helps him, and then he fucking wins the race, and it's great. And um, end of the movie is just after he wins the race – you know him and maggie get married him and well him and maggie get married and then um they get like approached by some bullies shady characters some shady men some bad hombres but bill but bill Bill gets approached and nick and maggie are down the street or whatever and then his ex-girlfriend floozy runs up and she's like they're hurting bill and so he's like oh shit so he goes back and like takes out these two guys and then the two of them look at each other and they're like all right let's get him and then freeze frame and they're like in fighting pose Fra- freeze frame in fisticuffs <laughs> fisticuffs and then that's the movie and we were like yes freeze frame oh my god so exciting and then they do the whole like credits like blah 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 went on to do this and blah 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 oh yeah he became a like a local alderman or something and like then that. he ran for office and he won by a landslide <laughs> yes and that's the movie point blue so so I do want to rate this with you. Yes. But before we rate it, yes. I want to tell you what the New York Times rated it. Oh, tell me. <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. Let's rate it first. I don't want to be biased. Okay. I don't want to influence on it. Okay. Okay. 
So what do you rate the freak out? Because we agree that the, the semi freak out is him chasing after yes. the carriage. I would say I'm going to give it like a six. For the freak out? Yeah. I kind of want to go lower. I'm gonna. I'm probably going to go with like a 5.1. I just really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, but he didn't yell enough for me and I need him to react more. So it's not a great freak out, but it is a great scene. For sure. So that's my freak out. But then what about the movie overall? I'm going to give it an even five. Yeah, I agree. It's very, very I, average. I only agree with your second opinion. It's okay. I always am like, good job, Asia. We have different views on Nick. Yeah. But tell me what. Um, tell me what. The, the New, New York, York Times. I'm only going to read a portion of it, but okay. it's actually really interesting because the portion I am going to read summarizes my feelings of Nick Cage as a whole. <gasps> oh, wow. Of okay. like his style of acting. Okay. So it says, The Boy in Blue is yet another movie about athletes, and it doesn't go beyond the cliche. It follows the by now obligatory formula. Start with a good-looking man, preferably young, inarticulate in lower class. I'm also inarticulate. <laughs> With bulging biceps shown as frequently as possible glistening with sweat. Then, add a crusty coach with a heart of gold. It helps to throw in a few scenes of the grueling training, maybe a true love to spur the hero on, and end in victory accompanied by a swelling musical score, a.k.a. Flash Gordon. Yes, because that's the scene where it's slow motion. It's, ah, ah. It's so good. When the formula doesn't work, the film looks just plain silly. In The Boy in Blue, which opens today at the festival and other theaters, it doesn't work. <laughs> that's just how it ends. It doesn't work. So that's the that's the end of the first half. So we're off to a good start already. Oh my gosh. For the most part, the performances are no more exciting than the script. Nicolas Cage, who gave an interesting performance as the Vietnam veteran in Birdie, and <gasps> Cynthia Dale both seem to suffer from the same problem. They are playing a quality rather than a character. She, some idea of an aristocrat, and he, an untutored, boorish sort of lout with a good heart. But neither actor infused the role with the kind of personal depth or individual detail that would make the characters come alive, and we are left with an outer shell that in both cases seems phony. Wow. Yeah, I was like, wow, they fucking nailed Nick Cage. We could have just read that and not done this episode. No, I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> You've wasted 40 minutes of your life. And they wrote it and articulated it better, and Asia almost read it perfectly. Almost. I was, I, the only word I said wrong was inarticulate. <laughs> and another one, but I don't remember it. It's okay. Shh. <laughs> um, Let me record your audiobook, Please. Mine? No, anyone's. Okay. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I ain't married, but that's it. I wish we could freeze frame the episode somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I just really, it's all I keep imagining is us like, and then mics in our hands and then it's done. Well, I mean, like we could just end like mid sentence. Well, we have to do all the other shit though. Okay. Well, maybe at the end then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just cut it off. All right, so our social media. Thanks for joining us this week. On this. I'm so sorry, everyone. I th I mean, no, it was... We started with apologies. We should end with apologies. We should always apologize. <laughs> My mother taught me apologize before, during, and after. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you can want to continue to listen to us... Um, <laughs> Next week we're doing Peggy Sue Got Married, which we'll have a lot of shit to talk about. As in, we're gonna shit talk it. We're gonna shit talk it a lot, but it is, it's fun. We'll get there. Um, you can find us on. You do it. I'm tired. You can find <laughs> us on Instagram at Gone in 60 Seconds. 
Nixty is spelled N-I-C-S-T-Y. I finally learned how to spell it right. Yay. We also have a tweeter, which now I guess I'm going to fucking do that too. No, but you did it different. I like how you did a it. A tweeter. <laughs> you sound like a robot. And that's uh, at Ginspod, right? G-I-N-S-P-O-D. Gins for the alcohol that Nick Cage drinks. <laughs> Pod for podcast. Yeah. Or Podrick. Podrick. <gasps> Fuck. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Am what I right? is happening with Podrick? Anyways. It's okay. Anyway. <laughs> he's in Winterfell. He's fine. Oh, yeah. He's good. He's, he's comforting Brienne. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Spoilers. I'm sorry. Misa. Misa. Oh, fuck. Okay. Okay. Patrick. Patrick. And then if you want to email us to be like, wow, you guys fucking suck. Please shut up. Please don't email us because that. I'm so lonely and sensitive and i can't take it but if you want to tell us anything else um anything random how much you love nick what it doesn't matter um send us an email at gone in 60 seconds.com so far the only person who's been emailing us is my brother sam <laughs> we love sammy he's he sent us a lot of them he's helping us with a rating system that we'll probably put on the twitter eventually so that's uh and then you can just cut it off right in the middle of me that might be cool.com you never know.